1: hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get Go Cafe and Market, where they're open 24-7,
0: serving hot, fresh food. Ramon, how was the weekend? Ah, it was good. You know how it goes for me on the weekends. It's baseball, baseball, watching baseball, and a little bit more baseball until football (laughs) season kicks up. I had a lot of baseball
1: on my weekend, too, and it was the major leagues over here. I've actually grown.
0: I've grown to enjoy it even more, especially having kids in it and understanding it more. You know, I, I'll, I somebody's probably going to, you know, criticize us for saying this, but baseball is a little bit like hockey. The more you understand about it, the better it is for you to enjoy it, too, because I'm in between phase of like hockey enjoyment and hot, hockey, like, you know, watching it. Yeah, yeah. So because I don't fully understand it. So baseball's got me to a point where I'm understanding strategy, why you bunt in certain situations and why, you, you know, all those types of things. So uh, that's that's how I'm correlating it right now.
1: Baseball is one of those games that you never fully understand. See, it's just it's go. it's just like that. I, I'm convinced that people who are major league managers <laughs> don't fully understand baseball with all the layers that there are to it. Mo, let's, let's hit on the kind of the the subject of the day uh, with, with Stefan to retirement and what's at hand, you know, we're all kind of looking for, well, they've got $10 million in cap space. They can go and spend a zillion dollars and go bring the Damakong Su and whoever else in here. Yeah. But let's look at the existing roster and see what it is that they can do or the existing strategies. What, what, what options are available to them and do they really even need to go to the outside?
0: I don't think, you know, they have to go to the outside and go find a guy. I say the infatuation or the fatuation with uh, Sue is simply the name. And I hope we're not going to be an organization just that's chasing names. We never have been. And I hope that we never will be. If he's good enough and, you know, going to be able to make a play or two as far as and Sue goes, I'm all for that. But I'd much rather invest in a guy that's already on roster, knows your system and you know what to expect out of him what is what is Sue going to bring you? you? You know what I'm saying? As far as his durability, as far as his endurance, as far as playing the, the scheme that we play in Pittsburgh, which is, Ooh. you know, it's a little bit different you know, than
1: most. Or, or fitting in. Let's or, not or, forget Melvin Ingram coming in and not fitting in at all.
0: You know, especially being a, a, an established veteran that he is. Uh, the hope is for sure to get Tyson back. It's, you know, to have the young rookie be able to play a role a little bit with the Marvin Leal. And of course, we mentioned it Last week, sometimes with louder milk and just all the other guys warmly that are in the fold as far as the replacement of Tuit or you know, it's business as usual. We were without them last year. And the defense still did well. And I know everybody was hands on the fact that we hope to have gotten to it back to push that defense over the top, you know, a little bit more, but we're not there right now. So um I'm I'm more about the guys in-house, I'm more about with the way they're playing defense in Pittsburgh right now. too, so we should be fine. Mm, let's go with some
1: schematics here. You're the guy that lined up opposite these guys. I know because I'm like more often than not, it feels like in modern football, there's only two down linemen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong there. I mean, why couldn't you have a defensive line that's built on Cam Hayward and Tyson Alulu and then rotate guys in as needed situationally. Isaiah Loudermilk for when you need a run stop. Uh, DeMarvin Leal when you need someone to get to the quarterback.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know what? The way you talk about with two down linemen, like uh, the basis of the Steelers' defense is a 3-4. You yeah. know, three three d- defensive linemen and four outside linebackers. I know I'm pre- preaching to the choir while saying this, but this is also the other side of it. Teams offensively force you out of that three down, yes. four linebacker look simply because it's such a passing league now. What they're looking for as far as defensive linemen now in the league is run blockers that also get to the quarterback. If you're simply just a run stopper, there's not much room for you in this league unless you have a reputation like Tyson. Tyson can get to the quarterback too. So much so if yes. you look at his game and you look at uh, Hargraves and Philly now, that was one of the best things that have happened to his career was getting a young, uh, getting an older guy like like Tyson the in inside that Pittsburgh locker room to help groom him. So if we're looking at that as far as saying you know stopping the run ain't necessarily a rule breaker when it comes down to. The way offenses are played these days. Well, you gotta be able to get to the quarterback. I think the way we've been, we've been operating for years has been two defensive tackles, and then you have two ends on the outside rushing the ball. We don't want to admit it, but that's just where we are in today's NFL with the way the passing game has kind of stepped up, the way the quarterback has gotten more mobile, and the way offenses will spread you out. There is no room for a D tackle, well, no, for a nose tackle as much so in the NFL. And and if we're being honest. Look at the rookie from uh, Georgia, Davis. Jordan Davis. One thing I listened to a press of his recently, he was like, the one thing that he's trying to do is making sure that he stays on the field for passing downs. It's more value in that. Three down. I'm sure you saw it. He said mm-hmm. three down defensive lineman is what he's aiming to be. And that goes down to his conditioning and everything else. You look at Camp. Cam's a three-down defensive. He's an every-down defensive Yeah, man. I was going to say he's out
1: there on fourth as well, actually. But there's no
0: room for just run-stoppers anymore. We're going to say we're 3-4 because at the end of the day, when it comes down to being able to stop the run, that's worked a whole lot better for Pittsburgh it, historically, DK. All
1: right, let's do this then.
0: I'm listening. Let's,
1: let's say, okay, because we know that Omar Khan's sitting on roughly $10 million that he could spend, mm-hmm. okay, if you're trying to address this and you see as the reality if if this is if this is your stance that all right we've got alulu we've got hayward we've got chris wormley we've got demarvin leal we've got a couple other guys we've got enough that we've got six the full complement uh, of defensive linemen yeah and we say okay are we better off adding another d-lineman or should we go and invest in like a dime corner or someone like that that's going to be yeah. more in tune with the 2022 NFL do you see what i'm saying because if you're they call them sub packages now but we've reached the point where your your main package is your sub
0: yeah you know I'm, I'm, in
1: terms of usage
0: i'd much rather have a db than i would a defensive lineman Uh, Because, and this is the other part too, Pittsburgh has a a lot of these guys that have a lot of linebackers that can get to the quarterback too. Well, they have more than most. So if you put that smaller package in and you say, hey, go to work, do your thing, find a way to the quarterback, I think you can do more with that as far as being able to cover on the back end with a DBD. Like that's where I'm at with a DK. I'm not investing a whole lot in defensive linemen right now, especially for a one year basis. Next offseason free agency or we're in a position where you go draft a guy. That's where I'm at. You remember, we've already had this conversation about Cam's successor or to its successor and we really got to get to that point now when we come back more
1: of the ramon foster show welcome back to the ramon foster show and as long as ramon and i are spending omar khan's money <laughs> <laughs> let's see where else we can spend it because if you're not going and getting to get into it i'm sorry not to it if you're not if you're not going and getting uh You know, a replacement for to it. uh, Then what are you doing? You know, where else are you spending it? I mean, it feels like in the NFL, if you don't spend up to the cap, it feels like you're doing something criminal, right?
0: Yeah, it feels like you're leaving something on the table when it goes down to that, man. Uh, It's it's funny looking at this team because it's like you're you're at that happy medium where you got enough young guys. But it's also looking at the threat of what if one of your old guys go out? How good are the young guys to f- start fulfilling those roles? And I do kind of question that a little bit. But looking at the looking at the roster though, DK O line, would you say you want to go spend more money there?
1: Probably uh, no, 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 no. I mean, if, if as long as I've got a, a comfortable situation at backup tackle. And I, I'm okay with Joe Hague as a backup tackle mm-hmm. on either side. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he's optimal. It doesn't mean he's, you know, Jonathan Ogden in his prime. It just means he could he, he do the job. So, no, I'm okay on the O line. So,
0: OL is good. Quarterbacks, yeah. I think we're solid there. Let's wide <laughs> receiver. Like, they're young. There is no real veteran in that room to where you're like, that's the guy that's going to lead them. But you also say to yourself, that room is. Is potentially so talented that you don't really have to touch it other than giving them the balls and letting them see what they can do. Even if one went out, you'd almost say to yourself, well, he'll step up. You know what I'm saying? So it's just tight ends. Same conversation, right?
1: Same thing. Zach Gentry's probably as good a backup as there is in the league.
0: And, and, and so I know injuries 100 percent, you know, rate when it comes down to guys getting that D tackle. We went through that D line. We went through that. I like the idea of these young guys and not overly investing in a veteran. And I know there are some that are still out there that you can. I, I say get them post uh, training camp cuts. That's that's where I'm at. If you are going to go make that position and make that, that type of uh, investment, I, I do think, OK, well, there's probably a veteran out there that you can go get. But in the same sense, though, DK, I'm like, how much are you willing to invest in them in order to keep them on the team? Because you're missing the guy like to it. Like, are we going to go for the name or are we going to actually go for the actual product? Or, you know, what I mean? there's so many questions as yeah. to where and why linebackers. I don't think there's a huge issue there. Devin Bush got to really get it going this year. We know that. And, and Miles yeah. Jack is 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 in a position to come in and start right away. Also, you got Spillane backing them up. I know a lot of people probably don't, you know, not over the top as far as that goes. But when, when you look at where you could be potentially draft, let's say they're right above five hundred this year, maybe a little bit better. You're still in the 20s, going to be a nice draft coming out this uh, this twenty twenty three year. I'm I'm not into over investing right now, DK. If, if Omar does something, is it, please don't get excited to spend Mr. Rooney's money.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I feel comfortable
1: within the context of this particular program spending their money. And if I do, I would spend it on a running back. Okay. The, one, the one position that I look at when I'm watching OTAs and, of course, mini camp starts tomorrow that just doesn't do anything for me when I watch the rest of the group is running back. Wow. Um, of course, you've got Najee Harris, Okay set him way off to the side and up on his own pedestal in this in this discussion. Okay. But when I'm looking at Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, you know, a couple other guys, you know, camp guys and and just, you know, there's just, there's, there's, there's just nothing there where I say here is a reliable, dependable, experienced backup who can do multiple different things. Oh, and by the way, in all likelihood, Will offer a very different approach to running the ball. And you're yes. smiling over there because you're immediately thinking of D'Angelo Williams, or are you yes. not?
0: Yes, I am. Yes, you I, are. I am. Um that, that breakaway guy that you can just you know you can put into into any backfield and he go do work. Just a a what are you thunder and lightning? You need a, a lightning. A, a, a tempo that's changer? what you guys called them a, a tempo <laughs> setter man but but who's the guy that's out there Le'Veon's still out there that ain't yeah, lightning though Le'Veon's not lightning <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not lightly Jarek McKinnon Devontae Freeman no I'm looking at a list of guys Latavius Murray is he a lightning guy I'm with you on that position I never really thought about the running back position you know why because Najee has been such a workhorse
1: but maybe that's not the greatest idea And I I think that just in general, if you had a running back that you could put out there for every third series, okay. Or even a running back that you, I was going to say down by the goal line. The problem is Najee's so good down by the goal line too. He's like, you don't have a situation in which you want him off the field, but you have to, you can't, you can't blow his wheels off here. No, you,
0: you can't.
1: And, and I, I feel like there's just another presence that could be had with someone who was, you know, and, and maybe this isn't the time. Maybe there's a reason that they haven't made this move yet because yeah. the one thing that does leap off the screen at you yeah. during preseason football is the running back position, including the third quarters and fourth quarters of games. Heroes are made yeah. among preseason running backs. So you can wait. You can yeah. wait to see who's forced to cut somebody.
0: That's that, that's that's true, too. So you say all that to say we're not going to have a pre-camp signing of a running back then.
1: <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I also could throw in that, that whoever that is would not be taking up Steph's money. No, uh, no, this is not, not an expensive signing. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. no.
0: Um, but if you look at the roster, you might not be overly happy with it. But you got to say to yourself, it's pretty much filled as far as the quality of it. The experience just isn't there as much as you no. like. No.
1: Now, and the other thing that, that I know that most people, casual observers of football, never consider this, but they should. Benny Snell is a very, very good special teams player. Yeah. Okay? And if you don't think that Danny Smith has the sway Tell him, in the PK. pool in that coach's room to be able to say to the head coach, wait a second, you're cutting who? Yeah. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. It ain't yeah. going to happen. 24 is playing
0: yes indeed i'm i'm so glad you said that that's that makes a whole lot of point for the people why is he still on roster well he does a lot of dirty work too that's
1: the stuff that nobody wants to do and he's getting the paycheck for it so when we come back it's our hey moan segment welcome back to the ramon foster show it's time for our hey moan segment and today's hey moan comes from mitchell dugan who asks Hey, Moan, I love these shows. Did you guys, meaning you, the offensive lineman, ever have inside jokes, bets, or awards among the group for counting up pancake blocks or block of the year? Or did you keep a list of defenders who got pieced up?
0: I love this. (laughs) That's good. That's a savage question. I'm going to pull back the curtains a little bit as far as uh, offensive line play in the NFL. It's very rare that you get pancake blocks in the NFL okay uh, you, yeah, it's so that. comical to me watching draft like write-ups on guys I had a 140 pancake block this year and I'm like who was he playing so well, they, the they gave
1: there's a there's a a, a a gift that goes around about Creed Humphrey pancaking cam Hayward <laughs> in the playoffs and if you watch the video all that happened was cam was trying to get to his left and yeah. he trips over some dude and he falls backward. Humphrey's barely making contact with him. It's like, whoa. Oh,
0: no, man. No. He As an offensive lineman, you celebrate it and you say to yourself, It ain't my fault you caught your foot getting tripped. Like that's yeah, a yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but in meetings, we're like, Oh, did you see that? We're like, us, we'll put our hands over our eyes, like, oh, I didn't see his foot getting tripped right there. That's a pancake block. <laughs> <laughs> but it, one thing I learned, though, like winning the block in the NFL is a matter of like one, one and a half yards, if that. Like it's legitimately like it's I call it dancing in a sense. Like, of course, it's 300 pounders going up against one another. Um, but a, 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 a winnable block is your guy not getting the uh, your guy not making the tackle. Like, you want to move them about a foot or two off the line of scrimmage. Like, that's a win. Now, when it comes down to, like, full out, like, pancaking somebody, the dudes you're going to get is somebody that's probably not expecting the block to come his way. You catch them slipping is what we said. Like, it's, it's one of those type of situations. Um, One of the ones that toot my own horn here for a second was my Mosley, CJ Mosley hit. When I come around the corner and I hit a lot. like, that's one of those hits where it's like, whoa, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah,
1: everybody in the room.
0: Everybody in the room, Munch even joked with me. He was like, Mo, listen to me. One of the best blocks I've ever seen in my life. You should carry around that picture and just sign it for people when they ask you who you are. <laughs> like, this was him saying it. But pancakes don't usually happen. Um, not to the fact that where you one, two under guy and block him. And just being honest with the question or honest with what you said a second ago, DK, it's usually getting tripped, a misstep that have you flat backing a guy. It's the NFL. The expectation of you're just going to outpower guys. You kind of, you get humbled really, really fast. Cause those moments where you're leaning and straining, trying to put a guy on his back, all he's going to do is use your weight against you and toss you to the ground. Um, so go ahead.
1: I, I feel like I have a moral obligation to, to put an asterisk or to add on to Mitch's question here. Okay. Um, you're mentioning going around the corner and no one can forget it and, and, and nailing Mosley there. <laughs> I I want to, if you can take us into the room when you got to the point where, where <laughs> David DiCastro, you knew I was going to ask this, David DiCastro collides with Bontez Burfecht. And they're both like these two Ooh, mountain hey. rams that go into each other for the express purpose of showing yeah. who is the bigger man. There was not a football execution to be had there. I mean, there, there might have no. been, but even that was by design. Even that, everyone knew who was coming and why. Yep. And they and but they both get felled too. They both go down.
0: They did, and it was that was a that was a uh, a truck wreck. It, it, every it was, sense of it, uh, like it legit, was terrifying. I'm not going to lie. It, Dave Arm, I think, went numb, and he had to come off to the sideline. Like it was, it was that. Bad. Like, it was one of those ones where, of course, we hi- highlighted that one that it was coming up. And Dave has some explicit explicatives, like, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of those moments. And even us, I remember him pouncing, the, the hard ass of the group, right? Like, he's always wanting to see something crazy. He's like, hey, we got to go past this play. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, oh, wow. Y- you respect it, how Dave and Burfick did it, but Dave can turn it down. Perfect wasn't gonna turn it down. And it no. was a hey, meet me in the hole and we'll see what happened. Like watching Dave run off with his arm hanging down.
1: Yeah, you, it's it's not it's not something where you're going hooting and hollering no. and, and whatever.
0: We we saw that once and it was like, all right, let's go past this play. Yeah, and I mean the other
1: part is is that there's not what everyone needs to understand is you're not watching these like fans. You're watching these so that you can learn something from it. But there's nothing None, to learn from that. No, nah, there's there's, there's, uh-uh. there's this was this was this was a a, a man versus another man.
0: It I, I saw really, nothing yeah.
1: from football to be gained from it, but
0: Dave, Woo! You know? hey, Dave. It was like two Rams in the wild. Is what yeah. that was. And I'm not minimizing it or anything. Uh, I saw another hit like that in college and it wasn't even that severe, but the way Dave's arm was hanging down, I didn't think he was going to happen. One of my best friends in his world, Inky Johnson had a hit like that in college and it tore up all of like the arteries and ligaments in his neck to where he, you know, if you see him, he's a motivation, very well known motivational speaker now. And he has little function in his arm. I thought that's what, when it happened, I told Dave after I said, Dave, I thought, that had happened to you that's how violent that hit was so for the people who said the game is off nah, let's let's go revisit
1: and for anyone who's not familiar with the exact scene that Ramon and I are are describing our producer Eddie Providence going to include it in the in the in the content that we that we put out uh and also I can tell you Dave was fine Dave continued playing in that game so I don't mean to make it sound super super scary um but yeah Mitch wow that yeah. way to bring
0: the Hamon, huh? Oh, yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> tough right there.
1: Uh, tomorrow, again, is minicamp. I'll be over there and we'll do one of these after that. And I'll be able to, you know, shed a little light on what's going on over at the Steelers. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. For sure.
0: And you can say this mandatory minicamp.
1: Oh, yeah, mandatory means we're, it's okay to criticize guys who don't come to this one. <laughs>